And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Hope you had a great weekend. I know uh, hey, we had the makings of a real good one here in Ontario. Uh, we were over at Sunset Speedway last night. Finally, Junior and I at the same track at the same time. Went over there. We had uh, Donald Reinhardt in the car with us. Man, we had a good time. Uh, and then the rain came. So uh, we had a little difficulty there. But, uh, Junior, you're back in the studio. And, hey, we had some fun last night. Hey, we did have some fun. It's uh, uh, Mother Nature obviously put, put a damper on, on the on-track action. But, uh, hey, what can you do about that? It's, uh, you know, we've had a pretty decent summer so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knock on wood, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, catastrophic failures on the weather department side. So, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of racing in. And, and uh, uh, you know, it was definitely a tough go. I, I the, This weekend was one of those exceptions, right? You look yeah. at the weather forecast on Friday. Well, actually, we started looking Wednesday, right? You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. looks clear Thursday. Uh, there might be some showers, but, you know, it's a summertime shower here and there. Yeah. There, uh, Friday, look at the forecast. Uh, it's going to be a washout, right? Ah. Woke up Saturday morning. It looked clear. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it showed it plotted clear all the way through the day. And then, you know, as the day went on, it just kind of wore on. And, and uh, you know, Mother Nature threw a big glob of green hey, at us on the radar. Was, and it was sunny and warm when we got to Sunset hey, it was Speedway. Beautiful. It, it was gorgeous. Was, it yep. was a perfect day for racing. It's going to be hot. And, uh, yeah, hot and slick and everything you want in a late model race with hockey pucks on them ah. for tires. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, man, it was going to it was shaping up to be such a good race. And, and uh, man, the iron that was there oh There's yeah some serious iron yeah, that rolled yeah. in through the back gate yeah it was uh it was incredible but yeah. uh definitely some some really good looking cars and uh some good equipment and and uh, uh man it was a neat atmosphere it was you know you could tell that it wasn't just a race it oh was, no it was in honor of uh of a really cool cat and uh you know in honor of a legend here in canada uh really in the motorsport scene in the world um mm-hmm. junior hanley and and uh you could tell the whole day was about him and uh it felt uh, like it there was stories like how many stories did you hear about junior hanley yesterday not 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 only did Tons. you get a chance to sit there and talk to him and and we, we've got a wicked interview coming up here on the program um but uh, uh how many you know it, it seemed like every pit that you'd stop in you'd talk about it junior hanley's name would come up and how cool is this and and then a cool story would come out yeah you know yeah, and, yeah. and whether it be from the 1992 you know flexmore series or whether it be from the you know from the late model race three years ago mm-hmm. um you know there was there was plenty of stories and and uh, uh what a cool way to honor a guy that uh who's still with us who can still enjoy it and yeah. uh definitely cool yeah, it sure was. Uh, you know, when you get into a race like that and uh, there's so much emphasis on it, uh, it was you could feel it yesterday at Sunset Speedway. You could feel it. You could feel the uh, anticipation, if you will, in the air and uh, that the cars that showed up at Sunset, just amazing. We're going to hear from some of them tonight on the show. Didn't get words with everybody. 
I do believe I spoke with everybody. I uh, didn't get an interview with everybody, but we do have some real cool features to drop your way in this first hour. Of course, Sunset Speedway, uh, first and foremost, got to put it out to uh, Brian Tottish, Sandra, uh, just and their full staff. What a job they've done at Sunset Speedway. Joe, that place looked amazing. And, you know, they, they did absolutely the best they could with the weather that was dealt their way. I know it took a while for everything to be called off, um, but what are you going to do? It was Saturday night, it's summer, and everybody wanted to see that race. Everybody wanted to be in that race, so they were trying to, you know, uh, do whatever they could to get the race in, and unfortunately, we just absolutely couldn't win. Every time it stopped raining, it looked good. Everything dried up. We tried to move forward to the next square. And, uh, you know, no sooner did we do that and boosh, down come the rain again. And just enough to soak everything. It wasn't enough where you'd look at it and say, okay, we're rained out. It didn't look that way, not until the very end. And then at the very end, we kind of knew, put a fork in it, we've had it. Yeah, and, and really, you know, to say that it took a long time for them to get to that point, once we're at the racetrack, we best be trying everything to get it in. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. once we're at the track, uh, I'm I'm all for a racetrack calling it early, um, you know, before everybody leaves their house and drives two hours to get there and, <laughs> and yeah. does all that. If it looks like it's going to be an absolute washout, call it. Pull the pin early and mm-hmm. and, and, and let's move on. Yep. Um, but once you roll in through that back gate, we best be trying everything to get that race in. Yep. And Sunset did that. They They, did they obviously it. had to throw the towel all in and... Um, now they did make a post um, on on Facebook about it, um, uh, you know, just uh, just kind of covering off the fact that it didn't go as planned. Um, uh, the uh, Junior Hanley Classic has been moved to the Velocity 250 weekend. Yeah. Uh, it will run Sunday, September 17th, um, uh, which is is big news. That's a huge event. Yes, Sunset. it is. Always has been. Uh, we'll make it even bigger. To add it to velocity? Come on. Yeah, Velocity's exactly. going to be like off the chip. Um, here's what I can share so far, and this is this is right from Sunset's Facebook page. Uh, we now have two months to ramp it up. The purse, including lap money, will be paid out uh, at the race, and uh, they're looking to make it bigger than it already is. Uh, with that said, the Tammy O Memorial will move... Uh, to Friday, September 15th, and will no longer be a late model race. Oh, so the Tamiyo Memorial was sl- slotted to be the Friday night, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, w- was slotted to be the Sunday, Right, uh, was going to be a late model race. Um, don't know what that will be. Uh, they, they do not know uh, what it will be mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, stay tuned for more information. Um, it, while they were discouraged by the weather, um, uh, the amount of teams and fans that turned up for the event blew us away, uh, and, uh, uh, have motivated us to continue to build things up and work even harder to give you all the best place to race here on Saturday night. So, uh, that's sunset speedway. Um, uh, you know, stay tuned, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for more information. Uh, obviously, uh, everything that we get, uh, uh, here, we'll, we'll, we'll be covering it off and, and, uh, uh, man, Velocity is going to be a big weekend now. Oh, it's, it couldn't get any bigger. We got some huge shows to finish the year off when you look at Frostoberfest at Flamborough Speedway. Velocity weekend. Uh, you got Autumn Colors Classic at Peterborough Speedway. Lots to look forward to, but let's celebrate the summer, if we will, uh, right now. And uh, uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. 
You're going to hear a, a quick interview with a few drivers here. The 81 of Andrew Grizzell has been uh, really not at the racetracks here. We haven't seen him. He used to go APC full blast all the time. He's a past champion of the series. Uh, he didn't go full tilt this year. Uh, but he has been getting ready and doing some races. And he was at Sunset Speedway for the Hanley 72 yesterday. And I slid over to his bed, got a quick word with him. We're going to hear from Andrew in a couple minutes. The uh, number 54 car, Danny Benedict. Of course, the APC series opened up at Sunset Speedway. And it was Danny that got his first win at Sunset. He was back there yesterday. Looking for the 72, and I'll tell you, he had a rocket-fast 54 car. He will hear, we'll hear a quick word with Danny Benedict, the 17 of Josh Stoddy, uh, primetime. Man, I'll tell you what, that kid was lights out fast through the one and only practice that they had on the Speedway. The 17 car led the parade. I get a quick word with this 17. We had two practices. No. Yep. Only one. No, we had two. Well, the two. We had two. We were fast. We were fast in both. Like, oh, really? Study was fast. I thought it was. I thought you only had the one practice. No, there was, but, there uh, were two 20-minute sessions. But well, but it was good. Yeah. It well, was like it was. It was sure. It was good. WMI. Uh, of course, we know Whitey. Uh, caught up with him. He was over by the zero car, and with uh, Glenn Styers. He was a busy cat this weekend. Not only running the seventy-two or trying to do it. Uh, but he was busy Friday night at this weekend Speedway, his home track, and uh, in his dirt sprint car. So I caught up and had a quick word with him. He was laying down in the lounge of his hauler uh, trying to catch a couple of Zs, and you'll find out why uh, a little bit uh, later in the show when we hear that clip. Uh, I also got a chance to sit down with the legend himself, Junior Hanley, and uh, spend 10 minutes with Junior, and we're going to Share that 10 minutes with all of you tonight here on Race Time Radio. Then we are going to talk Honda Indy Toronto, the NASCAR Pinty Series, back on track next weekend. Uh, they are going to be at Toronto. So I thought, hey, who would be a really good guest to have on here? One of those favorites uh, that you got to mark down as a favorite to win the race. Andrew Ranger. The Andrew Ranger is one of them. I thought it'd be a good idea to hear from Alex Tagliani, oh, another oh, one that it. you guys love warning against. <laughs> We're going to hear from Tags tonight, and he's going to join us live. And then in hour number two, off to BC we go. What a cool uh, uh, team that you're going to meet tonight. Those of you that do not know Corey Mears uh, and his team, you're going to meet them tonight. Corey Mears, a late model driver out on Canada's West Coast, not only does Corey have a car, his whole family is into it. And uh, it, there was a big race at Saratoga Speedway last weekend, the weekend before. And there was a picture posted of this hauler open trailer, but it was a big one. It looked like a car carrier. And, of course, they had the late model on there and the street stock, the legend car. They had all these cars on there, all painted the same. And, of course, that is Team Mirrors. We're going to sit down with Team Mears tonight in their shop 
and you'll have all of that tonight live. It's going to be kind of cool. I can't wait to get Corey and the family on the show. I'm pretty sure mom's minivan is painted blue, and, and, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the, the new baby, uh, <laughs> it's, it, everything is blue out there with the Mears family. Uh, but, oh, my Lord, do they have neat-looking cars. They, they do. They have great-looking equipment. Uh, they go out there and get the job done, and uh, uh, championships galore, right? Both uh, uh, both sons have got championships in that little uh, CRX, and um, as well the super stock and or the, uh, I don't know what they call them out there. Do they call them street stocks, super stocks? I don't know. It's, we'll find uh, out. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, but he, here would be would be classed as a super stock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a racing tire with a '86 Monte Carlo SS, the way that they're supposed to look. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, sorry about uh, taking a shot at you as well, Tagliani. I know that you're a favorite <laughs> to win at the Indy. Well, that's um, okay. He's coming on live. He'll be shooting back. Yeah, I know he will be. He will yeah. be for sure. Absolutely. And if he's not, Colin will be up in the stand, right? He he'll uh, he'll throw something at me. Also, also tonight on the show we have uh, Carson Nagy that uh, went to Victory Lane on Friday night at Delaware Speedway. Second win. We had to get him back on the show tonight. We're going to hear from him here in hour number one. And he deserves an award as well. He sure does. He, you know what? We He deserves an award. When you come on the program, promote the fact that you're going to be on the program so your fans can listen too. Sure. Man, he posted a really neat thing. Like, obviously, some guys retweet the fact, hey, I'll be on RTR or whatever. He made up a nice infographic that he's going to be on. At, Pretty cool. You know, listen in at, at 6 p.m. And um, take a look at Carson Nagy's Facebook page, uh, RPM, uh, or sorry, uh, Carson Nagy uh, Racing. Um, you can take a look at it and uh, uh, go from there. But uh, good, good family, good cat. And uh, man, did he put on a race on Friday night at Ooh, Delaware. Lane Zardo right on that back bumper once again. Those guys put on a show each and every Friday night when those super stocks are out there. I'll tell you what, barn burning. Uh, yeah. And it was Carson that went to Victory Lane this time around. He'll join us. Let's get to Sunset Speedway, shall we? And uh, let, let's hear from some of the uh, late model competitors why they didn't race last night. Well, they didn't race last night. They will be racing in September, Velocity Weekend. Uh, so they got some information and much valued information that they're going to be able to use heading into the Junior Hanley 72. First guy I caught up with, the number 81 of Andrew Rizal. Here's what we spoke about. With Andrew Grissel now, the 81 Sobel Falls Cus W machine. Andrew, how is it out there? You had a practice. How's the 81? Yeah, the first practice seemed pretty decent. Uh, you know, we had to make a few adjustments here. We'd like to get back out, but it looks like we're going to get a little sprinkle of rain here, nothing major. And uh, yeah, we'll get out for the second practice hopefully and uh, make just a few, few fine tuning uh, adjustments. And uh, we're looking forward to the race. Haven't seen you a lot this year, other than uh, I did notice that you went down to Berlin. How did that trip go? Yeah, so that was, a, that was an exciting trip for us. It was our first time to the Berlin Speedway. Uh, you know, what an experience, right? Uh, totally different racetrack than anything we have here in Ontario and anywhere else for that matter. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good experience, lots to learn down there. We hope to be back. Uh, we're going to see how everything uh, shakes out here in Ontario for us over the next few weeks. And, uh, yeah, hopefully make the trip back down. Yeah, a little different for you this year, right? Hitting the races that you want to hit, uh, it's got to be kind of refreshing every now and then, right? Yeah, for sure. It's nice to be able to, uh, to put some of these tracks on your schedule that you've never been able to, to make it to before. And, and to have a Canadian presence over the border is nice. I've always liked to go over there and race with those guys. 
But out east too, they've got some uh, big races out there. We're looking at maybe doing something there in September. We're not sure yet, but uh, we'd like to try to get one of those on our uh, schedule as well. Andrew, you would fit like a glove out there, as you will on every race. Uh, good luck here tonight. How are you going to attack this one? Uh, you'll be ready to get into a nice race at sunset. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've had some good uh, races here in the past, so this one's going to be a little different. It's not overly, uh, it's not an overly long race, so it's a bit of a shootout for us, and we're going to have to run hard right off the bat. You know, I can remember a day coming here. You qualified through the last chance qualifier, started dead last. It was a 75-lap race, and the 81 was in victory lane. You can do it here. Yeah, what a day that was. I'll never forget that, Joe. Yeah, wicked, wicked. Good luck in the race. Thank you very much. Yeah, Dynamite. Andrew can get it done there. I believe. Were you with him when he did that? Started no, I was the down back south. To the front. I was down south. Oh so yeah, it was. Uh, but that year he had a wicked platform and, and a wicked car, and and uh, uh, they just missed it in time trials that year. I remember talking to him about it, and uh, just missed it in time trials, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> obviously had to go in through the last chance qualifier. They pulled it out of line, and they realized what they had missed. And um, they they obviously started. Uh, not only did they qualify in through the last chance qualifier that year, mm. they started at the back of the last chance qualifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they ended up sending like six cars home that night. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he won the last chance, pulled it. You know, obviously lined up. Uh, you know, in in the uh, in the feature, and uh, drove right to the front. And, well, he and did took it. Control. Took him, I believe, seventy laps to get up there, and uh, it is such a memorable day. It was the 21 of Matt Pertigo out front, and Matt was having a dynamite race. Uh, but it was just Andrew's car was just a tick better, and uh, the 21 car started to fall off in the last 10 laps. Man, did they put on a show. And there was a ton of body damage to Gressel's car because he was into a wreck <laughs> yeah. in the middle of that race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody went right over the side of him, uh, tore the whole rear quarter off the thing, and and uh, folded the, the left rear quarter underneath, uh, like uh, up by the fuel cell, and, and then tore the rear quarter, the rear window, um, like the rear quarter window, and then all behind the driver's door uh, was all ripped off, like a can opener. And, and then, as well, the fender was all folded down onto the tire. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of damage to that car. <laughs> and wow. uh, he still ended up with the win, so uh, he parked it ugly side out that day, and <laughs> and uh, and it was it was pretty cool. That was that was definitely a special win. Yeah, it sure was. He's got the potential to win every time he hits a racetrack, and uh, you watch for the eighty-one when things fire off for this race. Next up, we're going to hear from the fifty-four of Danny Benedict. Uh, Danny, of course, has got a win at Sunset Speed. He's got lots of wins at Sunset, but. Uh, he started the season out with his first APC win at Sunset Speedway in this brand new car. Uh, Danny Benedict, definitely going to be a threat when the uh, old green flag comes out for the Handley 72. Let's have a look. And uh, I got a quick word with him yesterday. How is the 54, Mr. Benedict? Not great. No, you got a problem? Uh, just working on some old tires, but we'll be all right. Ah, there you go. Uh, great to see you registered and into this one. Dan, this is home for you. You uh, know your way around here real good. Yeah, it is. We always uh, love coming here. The 
Uh, Todd is just doing a fantastic job uh, getting guys, giving guys good reason to come here. So uh, pretty happy to be back, pretty stoked, and uh, couldn't think of a better name to honor than Peter Hanley, you know, so uh, getting a race under his name is pretty cool too. Well, seeing of your first APC win as well, so uh, you get shades of that race flashing into your memory tonight. You're going to be a tough guy to beat. Uh, of course. Uh, hopefully we can get the car there. We're not uh, not great right now, but uh, you know we were the same way on APC uh, race day too, and, and we got our dialed in. So uh, got a great group of guys working on the car, and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll make it a lot better before qualifying. Good luck, Danny. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, look at this 54. Beautiful car. Yeah, it sure was, and uh, sure still is. They had a little bit of work. They were pounding on it pretty good underneath. I don't know what they were hitting. Trailing arm. I wasn't going to say, uh, like, like, try and get anything. He looked pretty intent, and then I thought, ah, we'll check in with Danny. He's always a good guy. He'll give us a shot, and sure enough, he did. But uh, he was also real quick. And uh, yesterday, the qualifying did try and get underway. All the cars moved out onto the speedway. It was dry, uh, and it was going to be three-car uh, qualifying. Uh, three at the same time so group qualifying they're going to send three out at a time the first three groups had gone out the 54 54 car was at the top and then the rain came down so we don't know exactly who would have been on the pole but at that particular point in time the 54 car was quick junior it was like uh, right up there and it was only by a tick but that's how close these guys are these days yeah for sure the uh the 54, the 17, and I don't know who was who was second at that point in time. Do you? No. Second I can't. was. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of who was. Who so was many tight second. cars right yeah, now. Yeah. No. Everything. Everything was within you know like like a half a tenth of a second in that top five. Um, uh, but when the fourth group went out, um, the rain started to sprinkle. Mm-hmm. And now we've all felt it at the racetrack before where it's like, you know, raindrops every 15 feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's coming. It's just, it hasn't hit yet. And sometimes those little sprinkles, they just go away. Mm-hmm. So they kept the green out and the, the raindrops became, you know, every five feet and then every three feet yeah. and then every couple inches. And then it came down in buckets. But, uh, um, you know, while they were out there, Sheridan was out on the racetrack and uh, it was really unfair for those guys because the track condition just kind of deteriorated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Within so, a lap, man, it they was, went from... It put Sunset Speedway in such a tight box because... You know, however that would have transpired, if the track would have dried out, right, mm-hmm. they would have allowed those guys to go out and, and time trial, but the track would have been green and right. it would have had tons of grip right? and there would have been no rubber down. Uh, so it would have had an absolute a tremendous amount of grip. The cars that, that would have went out second group would have been faster um, if the track didn't. And we had to restart the next day. Um, that's a whole different ball game, um, you know, because it might have been hot and slick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it totally put Sunset Speedway in a box. Um, really, only seen it once in my career, um, and and it happened down south. Yeah. Um, you know, out of all the races that I've ever been to, when you get halfway through qualifying in time trial format, uh, really 
it needs to stay that way, right? Yeah. You, need, yeah, yeah. you need the exact same conditions for everybody. Um, and the track knew that, <laughs> you know, they were trying to come they up were with, trying. they were trying to come up with every example possible. And really and, it would and, only have taken like 20 minutes to do the qualifying the way it oh, was laid out. It would sure. have happened real quick. Yep. And the window looked like it was there. Exactly. Unfortunately, it closed. That's what happens yeah. with windows. Here's a quick word with the 17 car of just study. We got him as well. The Ridgeline 17 car. Let's step in and get a second with Josh Stoddy. What's going on there, Josh? How is the 17 after practice one? Pretty good. A little snug. Uh, we've only been out for one session, so we made a few minor changes. And I think we're sitting P1 on the board right now, but obviously want to get a drivability for the long race. Josh, this is a good track for you, no doubt. You've done a lot of winning here at Sunset Speedway. What would it mean to you to win this one tonight? Oh man, I've been I've been marking this date on the calendar right from the start when they started advertising it. Obviously, being the junior hand classic, just to, if we could put the 17 victory lane just for the name, you know. And uh, junior, obviously, still very active in the racing community. He's done a ton, and he's someone that a lot of guys like myself look up to. So, yeah, I mean, this would be huge. I, I would love to. I would love to bring it. So you got this one tonight. Of course, there's still some more. Big money races. We got uh, the Gold Rush coming up. Of course, you got your APC race coming up at Flamborough Speedway. What are the thoughts heading into? Let's call it the second half of the summer now. Yeah, I mean, we've been digging to try try and find a little more speed. Obviously, you're never happy as a driver with the car. You're always working on it, and sometimes I feel like you maybe overadjust on them because you're just trying to find that little bit more. But uh, yeah, pretty optimistic going in the back half here. I'm not really focused on the events yet. I just kind of take the days as they come. So focusing on today, and then obviously we got a few more races coming up that uh, we're going to hopefully be super prepared for and uh, ready, ready to hopefully battle it out. That's going to be awesome. Good luck tonight. This 17 car is absolutely beautiful. The crew does an amazing job on it, and uh, watch for the 17 tonight. Yeah, and he would have been real strong. You'll have to watch for him when the race does come up in any of the APC shows, uh, any of the big late model shows. You can count on that 17 car to be there. It's either the uh, what, what flat roof car or the yeah. Ridgeline car. Canadian flat either. roofing is is the red and yellow car, right? Uh, and then the Ridgeline car is the the green car. Um, but uh, it is interesting that you called it a beautiful car. He did win the fan vote. He won the best that's, appearing car. That's right. Um, the ImageWraps.ca best appearing car. Um, they put up two hundred fifty bucks, and uh, so he did. He well, I guess him and Corey McAllister were the only ones that walked out of there with a win yesterday. Yeah, Corey McAllister actually did pick up a win they got one heat race in for the super stocks and uh, it was the 71 going to victory lane the canon midgets were all getting you know fired up and ready to go uh wasn't in the cards of course uh the, the you know, rain stopped them another quick clip let's get to uh the wmi I took a zip around the zero car and uh watching those guys work on that and uh, uh whitey was right there thought we'd get a quick word with him here he is Look at that! We got WMI himself. What's going on, Whitey? How are you? Oh, good, thanks. Good. How is the zero? One practice. Uh, learn anything? Really happy. So, set, uh, set some travels here and some bumps, and I think we're good. 
Good. That's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, you're getting set for Honda Indy. It's coming up next for you on the big side, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, guys are all back at the shop today working hard on that prep for there. And, um, yeah, we move in on there on Thursday. So, be ready to set there and take, uh, hopefully take a car to Victory Lane. Well, it's going to be, this is the long one, too, right? You started out in Toronto. But then it's a wagons west, and you guys uh, put your foot right to the floor. What's it like doing that west wing? It's a quick turnaround, so we come back from Toronto and basically uh, unload our road course stuff and load up our roll stuff and head out there. Um, but it's a really good event. The tracks put on uh, really good races in both both facilities. Uh, the fans are great out there, and it's always a warm welcome from the western zone. So uh, we always look forward. That's ones on our schedule to, that are circled to go there. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, good deal. Uh, no, you got banged up there. Personally, how are you feeling, kid? Yeah, million bucks. Good to go. Good man. That's what we wanted to hear. Uh, Whitey is the mastermind behind these things, and Thank you. Uh, looking for Glenn Styers to do big in the Hanley 72. Yeah. Beautiful looking car. These guys do a great job working on it. And Joe, there is no doubt. Glenn Stars is working his way up through. Uh, it's pretty hard to go from a dirt sprint car with uh, everything that it's got and the experience Glenn has with that to jump into an asphalt car, whether it be the NASCAR Pinties, which he participates in, or like you would have seen yesterday in the ProLite model. Uh, Glenn Stars is really starting to come on. He's been now at it for a couple of years, but he's starting to get where he wanted to be. Yeah, it, Glenn Steyer, it's, it's, it's really interesting because uh, his definition of, of a win um, in the various forms of racing that he's doing right now is, is learning. So uh, when he learns, it's a win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's building towards obviously wanting to be competitive in everything that he gets into. Um, but when you list the different cars and different pieces of equipment that he's got to drive this year, uh, the different tracks, the different uh, uh, sanctioning bodies, the different you know parts and pieces that he's got a chance to be a part of, um, you know, and and I could just do a quick list here: three hundred and sixty sprints, um, you know, uh, chili bowl midgets, um, uh, IMCA modifieds, center steer modifieds, uh, APC late models. Um, a, a Invitational at Sunset Speedway, the NASCAR Pinty Series, uh, the CRA Super Late Model Series down south, the <laughs> uh, uh, the Snowflake 100 at, at Pensacola yeah, Speedway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, when, when you start listing all these these different forms of motorsports and not different mention, tracks, exactly. Not to mention he's running. You know, dirt with with fifty percent of it. He's running asphalt ovals for twenty five percent of it, and then he's also running road courses for the other twenty five percent of yeah. it. Yeah, and not just road courses being like like purpose built road courses. Some of them are street courses. Some of them are high speed, uh, technical purpose built road courses. Um, and uh, you know, when you look at all of the different things that he's doing, um, you have to underline the word fun. Right. Have fun. That's what Glenn Steyer is all about. He sat off to the side uh, for a number of years because he got hurt. He got his bell rung real bad. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, COVID took a toll. He didn't get to race as much. Um, you know, all of the different things that that kind of lined up against racing for for Glenn Steyer's. Now he's got the chance. He's got the opportunity and he's making the most of it. And, uh, you know, he's not only that, he's investing in building in uh, GSR, which is Glenn Steyer's racing. Um, that's a chassis building shop for sprint cars and for dirt cars. Um, and they're pumping equipment out of that place. Yep. yep. Um, so when you look at all the things that, that Glenn Steyer's is doing, um, Oshweekin, 
you know, continues to set the bar at a new level week in and week out for dirt racing in Canada. If not North America, you know, he's mm-hmm. at that North America level now. Uh, when you see the, the, the level of, of like the pit area and all the different things that they've done, um, he's assembling a massive team of, of uh, motorsports professionals around him. And, and uh, you know, it, while you see him out there, in the Pinty series race, if you see him inside the top 10, he has got a massive grin on his face because he doesn't do this full time. This is, this is, this is playtime. He obviously wants to go out and win eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And and they are building towards that. Every lap that he gets on the asphalt, on the oval, he's learning. And, uh, he, he has picked it up tremendously, um, and, and tremendously quick. Yeah. Best way to describe it is actually the way Glenn can do it. Uh, caught up with him. Got a quick word with him. Here is Glenn Stars. Caught him. He was laying down in the holler trying to get a little bit of sleep, and I disturbed him. But here it is. Driver the zero car, Glenn Stars. Glenn, you've been a busy guy this weekend. Now here at Sunset Speedway in the zero, going to do the Handley race. Uh, but last night, this weekend, big night on dirt. Uh, you, you've had a busy weekend so far. Yeah, one thing I want to say about uh, Junior Handley is always impressed by watching him run the super late model and two black marks all the way until they lift it, till they turn into the corner. Um, always really been impressed by that and always been amazing. But yes, we raced last night um, having a sprint car that's uh, not handling very well in a handful really wears a guy out. So we're pretty exhausted tonight and then somewhere around 1.30 the, uh, the carbon monoxide uh, alarms went off in my house. Oh man. So I had to call around try to figure out how to shut that off and uh, so we got that sorted out around 2 a.m. Yeah. And then so because I got to work on the track Saturday mornings I was up at 8. Me and Chantel we were uh, grading, packing, chisel harrowing, you name it with the track and uh, then I had another fella, Troy, just just a friend out of nowhere yeah. shows up and he says you go take care of business I'll take care of this and uh, yeah so we head here and we made it so yeah practice number one is done how did the zero car feel out there um, so far I they're just saying I'm driving a little bit too hard uh, yeah. a little bit too much throttle in the corner so I just got to back that up a little bit um, a little bit higher in turn uh, one um, there's some ripples by the start finish line that I didn't really notice before. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna try and move up above that and then turn down. So we'll see what happens. I got a better feel for the track than than just coming out here cold like before. Glenn, you have come so so far. Uh, you know, fans may not realize what you go through, but you're driving a sprint car. Uh, you flip from the sprint car, then uh, all of a sudden I see you in a modified, out of a modified, into a Pindy's car, out of a Pindy's car, into a pro light model. Go you on. are going every which way. Go and hang out with Kenny Schrader and his UMP modified, running a Chili Bowl uh, midget car. Yeah, it's a lot of work and um, I just, I just, I had a bad crash a few years ago mm. and I got to learn how to drive these cars all over again. So. My theory is just to do as many laps as possible, and um, hopefully I can slowly, slowly start knocking uh, lap times down. And um, you know, last week we were we were up pace. We're on yeah. the lap. We didn't get lapped. Our car didn't fall off too bad. So 
Again, these guys got to learn me. I'm finally being able to give good feedback, which I haven't been able to do in the beginning. Right. Um, we're just getting better. Well, you are, and you can see it. Results on the track, uh, super stuff. Great to see you here. You got a busy uh, second half of the season coming up here. Yeah, I can't wait to get to the uh, uh, what's that uh, Toronto race, the road yeah. race, and uh, Pindy's car. So that's going to be really, really. Um, I'm told that the configuration is a little different, right? But um, slowly, slowly, again, getting my shifting together. Um, the G-force is going the wrong way; it's just a little different, yeah. you know. So, just getting used to that and learning all of those aspects of the car. Um, but we're getting there. It'll be the first time you've gone down Lakeshore Boulevard without getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. You come out of Toronto. Then it's the West Coast Swing yeah. for the Pindy Series, out to Edmonton International Raceway, tight, tight bull ring, and then off to Saskatoon. Yeah. These are going to be tracks for you. These are going to be new to you, right? Um, we were there last year. Um, the, the best part about it is taking the kids there, right. uh, doing some sightseeing, and, uh, and then the best part, going back to race. So, yeah, I can't wait. And then we come back, and we get to spend two glorious nights at the Big O, this weekend, we've got the Pindy Series in for two nights, Monday, August 14th, Tuesday, August 15th. They're going to be two huge shows. You've been doing a lot at the Speedway this year. Yeah, we're um, we're, we're ready. So we um, had a drone overlooking the uh, Pindy's race. we seen where the pinch points were for fans, for cars. Um, we fixed all of that. So yeah. it, should be, it should be a really, really nice full-flowing race. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Of course, we're going to be there live on Monday the 14th. We'll get you up to date and up to speed so you're really informed coming into the Speedway. You don't want to miss these two races. Glenn, good luck tonight. Awesome. Chantel, you got them all ready? I do. Yeah, you got them all set? Always. Good stuff. <laughs> He's in good hands. Glenn, good luck. All right. Uh, Glenn Starr's great guy to get uh, together with and talk. He's got so much experience and uh, he's just uh, one of those guys. you got to keep your eye on. As a fan, I love watching guys like that. They put everything into it, and I like seeing the, the natural progression. And to see him on dirt, man, I'll tell you what, in the sprint car, uh, he's amazing to watch uh, out there with all these uh, dynamite competitors. And then uh, to see him in a Pindy's car, I still say, I thought last year was going to be his year. Uh, Aaron Turkey was real good, a local guy. Um, but I'll tell you what, 2023, August, watch for Glenn Styers out this weekend this year in that Pindy's car. He's come a long way. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Alex Tagliani, all live tonight, right here on Race Time Radio. Don't go anywhere. We will be back. It's uh, still got lots to come. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. It's coming. Can you feel it? The rush. The gold rush at Flamborough Speedway, Saturday, July 29th. The best of the pro late model drivers from across Ontario and beyond will come to race, but only one will take home the gold rush prize of $10,000. And Race Time Radio will be there to bring you all the excitement live and online. 123 green flag laps of excitement, plus 40 lap features for the mini stocks and pure stocks, each offering 500 to win. So get to Hamilton on Saturday, July the 29th for the Flamborough Speedway Gold Rush. If you can't get to the track, join us here at Race Time Radio for all the action. Gates open at 4, racing starts at 6, and so will our broadcast. Don't miss the Gold Rush at Flamborough Speedway Hamilton. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend with the IWK 250 tailgate parties on Thursday night, then Friday night. It's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio tonight, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And, of course, uh, every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Rev TV Canada, uh, along with the performance motorsportnetwork.com, various ways to get Race Time Radio each and every week. And we appreciate absolutely all of them. And uh, for you, the listener or the viewer tuning in, uh, we surely genuinely appreciate it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to hear from Alex Tegliani. Uh, he's going to drop on Zoom here, and we'll talk about the Honda Indy Toronto. Of course, the NASCAR Pinty Series is heading for Toronto. Always a big show. Tags is always one of those guys you got to keep your beepers on. Uh, he is one that just absolutely loves Toronto. Same as Andrew Ranger, L.P. Dumoulin, 
The list keeps on going of drivers that potentially can win Toronto. But Tags Jr. is right up there. He is a tough customer on that track. Yeah, definitely. Tags, uh, uh, he's just got such a knack for the the technicality of what Toronto is. Um, you know, Toronto is you're you're on different surfaces, uh, basically every corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're on different aged surfaces. You know, uh, uh, over the past couple of years, they've done some uh, tidying up and and you know laid down some new asphalt in a couple of areas. Um, they've reconfigured a couple of the corners a few times where not only did they move the concrete barriers, um, but that changes the racing line and how you get off the corner uh, in, in a few different zones. Um, but they've changed them year over year. There was a long period of time where the Toronto Indy was the exact same yeah, for yeah, yeah. year after year after year. And the teams would get better at it the, too, right? Exactly, yep. Yeah. Now, as that progressed the track got bumpier and bumpier and bumpier. That was the thing that, that changed. Um, now the track continually gets bumpier, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They've, they've tidied up a lot of it, um, but it's now getting age. Uh, there are sections where it's concrete transitioning to asphalt in the center of the corner. Well, you got to remember, too, they are the streets of Toronto. Exactly. It is a temporary road course yes. uh, where it's set up. A monumental yeah. task, and uh, I'll tell you what, the organizers do an amazing job setting up that facility, but uh, continue. Yeah, that, no, it, it's, it's it, it, dynamite it is, track. It is one of the uh, premier street courses in the world. Um, you know, when you look at the street courses that you see pop up, um, you know, whether it be the Detroit Grand Prix, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's relatively fresh. Um, yeah. uh, you know, obviously we just seen Chicago. Um, they what take did a, you think of that, by the way? The Chicago one? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought, uh, there was you know, a lot of people was, there. There was uh, a lot of people. Me. There was a, the terrible weather conditions, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, but it had a lot of the same nuances that Toronto has. If you were a fan of what you've seen at Chicago in the Cup Series and you've never watched the streets of Toronto uh, for the IndyCars or for the NASCAR Pinty Series, tune in for it because it has a lot of the same nuances. Mm -hmm. um, you know, long straightaways, hard braking zones, short, uh, uh, you know, short uh, corner spans. Um, and a lot of blind corners. Oh, so. there's a couple that are right near where the grandstand is set up, uh, where the parkade is, where the, um, where the Pinty series actually pits. Uh, the Indy cars, at least the last time I was there, the Indy cars were pitted on, uh, the, the far side of the racetrack yep. outside where the, uh, the Pinty's cars were parked indoors. In the underground parking, I think. Opposite or the, now. Is it the opposite? Opposite now. Yeah, it? the NASCAR Pinty Series parks outside, um, uh, and it's kind of inside the racetrack. Mm -hmm. um, the other guys park uh, in the Entercare Center now. Um, in the um, you know, I, it's a huge indoor facility, right? Right. Um, uh, but uh, that's where the IndyCar IndyCars park, and then as well as sports cars, um, they they have a paddock in there. Uh, as well as the Indy Lights. So, um, yeah, we, we don't get the air conditioning, but uh, um, we, get the, uh, we, we get the outside parking. And, and, uh, um, but, you know, f for only being there Friday, um, yeah. it, it is a one-day show now for the Pinty Series. Uh, amazing. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is perfect for the teams and, and, and for uh, fans, great, great for everybody. If fans, if you've never been and you're going to be in the city of Toronto, uh, maybe doing some sightseeing or touring around, or you're going to be close to Toronto on Friday, trust me, you want to make the trip 
downtown. Uh, it, it, you gotta uh, just Google it. It'll give you full directions on how to go and where to go. Friday has always been Free Friday, and I do believe it's the same this time around. Uh, they were taking donations, if you'd like, uh, for Make-A-Wish. And uh, it, it's a day that um, it, you get to experience Canada's national tour um, and, and see them up close and personal. Uh, it, it'll blow your mind if you've never seen it. And to fans like us that uh, really enjoy it, uh, it's something that you just can't miss. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and to see the Indy cars, um, the same guys who just ran the Indianapolis 500 a couple of weeks ago are going to be the same guys that are going to be on the streets of Toronto. Um, their IndyCar race comes up on Saturday, uh, or is it Sunday? Huh? Can't remember whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but you don't Sunday. want to miss the whole weekend. Yeah. It will be an incredible weekend. Um, but definitely get out there on Friday and see the NASCAR Pinty Series. A lot of teams that you may not see on a regular basis will be in Toronto and set up uh, with different teams. And, Joe, we've seen some incredible stuff. I, I remember Robert Hershevec, actually, that we see. He used to be on Dragon's Den here in Canada, and then uh, we see him on Shark Tank down south. Uh, Robert Hershevec, one year the Ferrari Challenge was running as part of the uh, Indy Weekend, and uh, got a chance to talk to Robert Hershevec a few times over the course, and he absolutely loved it down there. I don't believe he still runs that series, um, but it was kind of cool. You, well, what I'm getting at is you never know who you're going to see behind the wheel uh, in, a, in a race at Toronto. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and uh, you know, even, even in, the, um, in, in the, the Pindy series, there's, you know, names that pop up uh, like Adam Andretti, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he came in and ran Pinty series and, and uh, um, you know, uh, tons of names like that uh, over the course of time. Um, it's uh, it's definitely interesting um, to uh, uh, to just show up and, and take a look at how everything operates. You know, um, the neat part is, you know, where the Pinty's garage is, um, you can get right up and right up. You know, in the paddock, sure. In the in the pit area, yep. Um, there's like a huge food court area, um, you know, with a with a stage and where Victory Lane is and all that great stuff. Um, and uh, you simply cross over the Honda Bridge. Um, you know, where you enter is basically in the inner care center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all indoor. There's food courts and stuff like that. Um, and the front straightaway where the where the start finish line is um, is where you know the the main gates are. Um, you can then, uh, cross the racetrack. There's a large Honda bridge, uh, that goes over the final corners, eight, nine, and 10. Um, you know, off to your right-hand side, you would see the, uh, the Coliseum where the, uh, MLS, the Toronto MLS team plays. Yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, once you're in that big concourse, you know, you, you have tons of vendors, um, I think back to like through the years, there's been, you know, like brands like Schick and Pizza Pizza and, um, you know, Honda has had a huge setup before Pilates shoes. Um, you know, there's always there's always something to see and do on the inside. Um, simulators, uh, simulators galore over the mm-hmm. past few years um, and just a, a tremendous amount of stuff that you can see and do. Um, but then you keep on walking and, and there's, uh, you know, food vendors, uh, they always have great food in there. Um, you know, whether it be, uh, pizza to, you know, uh, you name it, uh, you name it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like a fair festival type of deal. 
Um, then on the uh, far side of that, you have the NASCAR Penny Series garage, uh, and then usually one of the support series, whether it be the the touring cars or or whether it be the uh, the sports cars, uh, will be connected to that as well. And uh, you get you like literally walk right up to the cars, and uh, well, you um, won't get an opportunity exactly. like this as a fan to go experience uh, the NASCAR Penny Series in a uh, on a premier setting. Uh, you would never get that opportunity without, you know, paying a lot of money to get in and go see it. Exactly. I might add it's worth going to see, even if you're paying for it. But how about it being absolutely free on Friday yep. uh, to be able to go out and uh, and witness it? If, you, uh, if you've never witnessed it, tis the weekend. Next weekend, this coming Friday, if you're in the city of Toronto or anywhere close by, you must check it out. Still waiting on tags to uh, drop in here. Uh, we will. No, we're not going to hit a break yet. Tell you what. Uh, I want to ask you about Andrew Ranger. Was it last year that you guys won Toronto last year? Or was it was the year before. The year before. Um, so, uh, and it wasn't even the year before. It was the race before uh, because COVID, uh, you know, put the kibosh on it for a few years. Right, right. Um, uh, we won it in 2019 uh, when we won the NASCAR championship. And is that the year that it came down to Ranger and Tagliani? And, well, it uh, came down to Ranger and year, Tagliani. One year, Tags got Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And the next year, it was Andrew getting Tags. Almost a carbon copy of the year previous and the moves made. Yeah. I wonder if, um, you know, the track configuration at that particular point is going to be the same this year. And will we see the same sort of idea coming up on Friday? Well, it's it's going to be a little bit different now uh, from, from back then. Um, sorry, we won in 18. We won in, in 2018, which it, and Tagliani won in 19. And then last year, Tagliani went to Victory Lane again, I believe. Yeah. Or it was Cameron, one or the other. Um, it, but that being said, the track has went through a couple of transitions since then. Uh, that be, that also being said, the guys, Tagliani and Ranger are still two of the favorites on that racetrack. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. they, they will be definitely up front, um, battling, um, whether it's those guys that are going to be one, two or not, who knows, but, uh, they would, if there was a DraftKings favorites, uh, uh, or, or if there was odds in, in Las Vegas, um, I, I believe that Tagliani and Ranger would be tied at the top, um, you know, for, uh, for like a two to one odd, <laughs> not, not necessarily a thousand to one or something crazy, but, uh, uh they, it, it would be a very, uh, very strong odds in, in, in both their favors. Um, especially this year because the, the speed differential, um, I believe that, that Whitey and Tagli or Whitey and, and 22 racing are very close in speed. Um, it, it's reliability. Uh, mm-hmm. Tagliani takes the cake, uh, obviously, uh, this year. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way that it is. Um, had a rough year so far with Andrew. Uh, but on the hunger side, I think Andrew Ranger is, is definitely hungrier than ever, um, coming off of a, a string of uh, atrocious luck. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, a, a very compelling race. Um, from drop of the green flag to the drop of the checkers. I wonder if we're going to see Alex Labe. Of course, uh, NASCAR Xfinity, most of the time we did see Alex Labe jump in for a couple of races this year. He would be really, really good on the streets of Toronto. He drove for Dave Jacombs the last time out. Um, J.P. Bergeron, too. I wouldn't doubt J.P. would be a decent shoe in this race. 
Trayton Lapsovich, he's got the right uh, pedigree, let's say. Uh, Trayton has had a dynamite year so far. He's been clicking it along. So uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting I, I to find out. I don't think you can say that he's been clicking it along. He's been dominating. Well, yeah. He, like, I yeah, mean, yeah. man, he, three three wins out of four. Yeah. And, and I, I might add... The the one where he didn't win, uh, mm-hmm. he took the highest amount of points away after a a technical infraction for the the ninety six car who won the race. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, really, uh, maximum amount of points uh, has been awarded to the twenty car in four out of four races so far. Um, that's insane. That doesn't happen. No, and, no, it doesn't. Uh, and Not it, in this it series. Has happened. Um, so I know that Trayton Lapsovich. Uh, w- and and I know that the fans would want to say that Trayton's got a real honest shot at the Toronto Indy. If he won, I would be completely shocked and blown away, and and I, I would it would be wild. Really, um, that at, far of a stretch at the at the Indy, yes, really. And and the only reason why I say that is because it's it's so far removed from his wheelhouse now. His his wheelhouse good at CTMP. You could be good at CTMP, but but have work to do at at a place like Honda Indy Toronto. Really, yeah, <laughs> I think the streets of Toronto are so technical, um, and and there are there are so many phenomenal street course racers that are that are in there. Yes, um, that have such an advantage now. He has that type of advantage. Talk about he a has diversified of, driver. No, though, but he right? has that type of advantage. On the ovals, when he gets to a he place does. like Delaware Speedway, when he gets to a place like yep, yep. Um, uh, you know Edmonton or, or Saskatoon, he has that same type of of advantage John, over those yep. those road courses. I would agree with you on the ovals, but you know what? I don't think you're giving him quite enough credit on the street course. Um, the the Lapsovich name, uh, really, it doesn't matter. Caden, Trayton, yeah. Ryden, Jeff, all of them. Uh, will be really good on a road course as well. Uh, I'd have to throw him in. And as a matter of fact, we didn't even mention the fact that Trayton was at Sunset Speedway yesterday getting prepared for the Hanley 72. Yep. Uh, he was going to drive the 41 car for Holdaway. And uh, the night before that, he was at Oswegan driving a sprint car for the first time Absolutely. and looked really good until he hit the fence uh, in the main. And uh, that ended his night. But I'll tell you what, I had a quick word with him yesterday, just him and I talking. And I said, man, you're burning it up. I kind of think you got to put him in there for the streets of Toronto. I know Tagliani's going to be really tough, and so is Ranger uh, and L.P. Dumoulin. Those three I'd have to put at the top. Trent Lotsevich, those top five. Well, well, two guys that have shown um, immense speed that have not been able to execute there right is kevin lacroix oh, and, and yeah, yeah, mark yeah. antoine cameron forgot about that um yeah mark antoine cameron has given away three indies mm-hmm. likely um and and he would he would be the first one to say that he gave them away uh, drove into the into the catch fence twice by himself ah, you yeah, know yeah, it, yeah. very difficult um, but Lacroix, same deal. Lacroix has shown some incredible speed. Wrecked a couple of cars in practice. Yeah. Um, and and had you know atrocious luck at at on the streets of Toronto, um, and has given away a bunch of races. Um, but that being said, when you have that list of drivers, Tagliani, Ranger, Lacroix. Mark Antoine Cameron, L.P. Dumoulin. Um, I think that uh, a top five would be a win yeah. for Mr. Lapsovich. We will see. I can guarantee that. we got to throw it back to Toronto, get you up-to-date news and highlights. It's only going to take 90 seconds. And when we come back, Carson Nagy 
winner at uh, Delaware Speedway on Friday night. He is going to join us all live tonight. He, that's his second win. And I'll tell you what, he's lighting the lamp. Carson's going to join us on the other side. Driver of the 93. Uh, can't wait to get him up and get him on this show. Uh, we will be back. Back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date, and we will be back for an hour or two. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. Uh, bada boom, bada bing, here we go. Our number two begins right now uh, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And hello to absolutely everyone tuned in across this big, beautiful nation on Rev TV Canada. Uh, we are back with you, and we're going to go right to the Zoom line. We're going to bring in a guy that has picked up his second feature win of the year. Uh, he did it at home this time. He drives the 93, and man, he drove the wheels off it on Friday night at Delaware. His name is Carson Nagy. He joins us now. What's going on there, Carson? How you doing, kiddo? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, it's cool coming on for these interviews after a good weekend because it means we're doing something right. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'd say you did a lot right on Friday night. That could have <laughs> went a number of ways, but Carson... You kept in it. You went and uh, uh, you did a fantastic job, man. That was a great feature to watch. Yeah, thanks. It was it was a lot of work, honestly. Coming from thirteenth, I wasn't too sure how we were gonna do. You know, if it went green, I was happy with the top five. But luckily, where circumstances landed us, we were able to contend for the win with Lane and Ryan Dyson. Those two are phenomenal at Delaware, and. We're able to pick one up. You know, I seen Lane Zardo last night at Sunset Speedway. Uh, he and his brother were just sort of zipping by in the golf cart, nice and slow. And I went, hey, Lane, awesome run on Friday night. Carson got you just by that much. And he just hung his head. <laughs> uh, he did smile. He said, no, oh, so close. And you know he's right there. Uh, it's a game of inches. It shouldn't be in these race cars. But you guys are making it a game of inches right now. It's got to be kind of cool to be behind the wheel. But I bet you even at your age, you're popping roll aids because of the indigestion that that can give you. Man, the super stock division is crazy now. It's not what it was five years ago. You know, where just like the APC United Late Model Series, we're all within a tenth of a second, maybe two from first to 15th. And it's it's crazy. It's awesome. You know, that's that's how I want it to be. 
I think it just shows how much every all our competition has stepped up throughout the years. And, you know, racing with Lane, it's always fun. <laughs> you know, had a mishap a couple weeks ago, but check it off. And here we are racing door to door, nice and hard and clean. Carson, uh, I know you, and we touched on this the last time we had you on the show, and we've talked about it lots of times, uh, you know, over the past couple of years. Um, there's a there's a youth movement in the in the uh, in the super stock division, um, and you guys are all pretty close. You guys are all pretty good friends uh, off the track. When you put the helmet on, you guys become not friends, and and you want to beat each other. Um, uh, you know, you don't want to beat each other. You you want to you want to finish ahead of one another, right? You want to you want to put on a show and and uh, you want to get after it. Now, you guys race with a lot of respect. Um, you and you and Lane, uh, you don't give each other an inch, but you you don't you don't take t- too much either, right? Um, and and when I watch, you know, guys like you and and Ryan Dyson and and you and Lane, and uh, when I watch uh, whether it be Colton Evernham or or any of those guys race together. Uh, you guys race each other with a tremendous amount of respect, and and obviously you do that as well with the 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 elder statesmen, you know, guys like Jay Dewar and and Pete Vanderwist, and every, all you guys race each other right now with a ton of respect. How hard is it to maintain that when you get into an incident like you had a couple weeks ago, where you and Lane, you know, got into it and 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 you ended up going around. Uh, and then, and then, how hard is it to to maintain that friendship off the track uh, when when you guys are racing so hard right now uh, for every inch on that racetrack? Yeah, with this incidents like with Lane a few weeks ago, you know, it's always a different story. If I came off on two tow trucks, you know, cradling into the pits, but it always is. It's always all circumstantial, right? Like. Lane got into me. We were able to get back to second. After the race, he came right over, talked about it, stated his position, apologized. And, you know, I respect that a lot. And it doesn't matter if it's coming from Lane, who, you know, we're buddies off the track, or anyone else I don't really talk to. You know, it's just, it's racing. We're all racing for every inch, like you guys are saying. And that stuff will always happen, unfortunately. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, it's not too hard keeping that relationship, you know, just respectful on and off the track have some fun with that when the helmet's off. But once we're on the track, like you're saying, we're racing for every inch, not giving each other any room. And for example, after the race Friday in victory lane, lane came into the victory lane there and uh, kind of tackled me, pushed me around a bit. Like I love it when it's like that we race hard, we doored each other a bit. We got into each other, leaned on each other, and after the race, we were able just to laugh about it and say that was a ton of fun. Yeah, and that's cool. That's the way it's supposed to be, and hopefully it maintains that way. Carson, what's it like now? We're into July. Uh, no doubt, Friday night. It was a scorcher, uh, not only outside for fans, but what's it like inside that race car? And does that sort of fall into the category of maybe taking someone that is calm, cool, and collected and throwing them right out of their element. Do you uh, find that that happens, or what does it do to you? Honestly, when I'm in the car and it's hot, you know, I might get a little wore out, but overall you're so focused on trying to pass other cars and trying to hit your marks that it doesn't even bother you, really. Just you're focused on hitting your marks, trying to do your thing, and, uh, after the race is when it really hits you. <laughs> yeah, I guess after you get out, right? That's, uh, yeah, and someone hands you cold water, um, then you realize how hot it was. Yeah, I guess your mind would have to be laser-focused in on what you're doing. 
It was a dynamite night Friday night. I couldn't believe it. 52, 53, mini stocks on site, a real good car count in uh, super stock, great car count, uh, and a growing car count in the stock V8s. Have you been looking over the line and seeing those stock V8s and saying, man, I better get one of those cars screwed together one of these days? Yeah, you know, Delaware Speedway is doing a phenomenal job with their V8 division. It just, it seems like every week they get two, three more cars and I know it's a timed race, but, you know, they're going four wide into the corner, coming out straight. Just, it's awesome racing. And when it comes to the bone stocks, 50 cars is ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's awesome to watch them go through a Conti heat races. It's always an amazing show. I'd love to get into one of those cars. I'm going to have to shoot Chris Lawrence a, a message here and see if he has a 12th car for me to race. Can you imagine? <laughs> those guys, Junior, are uh, like they got a whole heat race just out of their shop. Uh, but it tells you how much fun they're having doing it. Well, it's fun and and it's it's affordable fun, right? Like it's 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 incredible uh, to see what the Lawrence family is is pouring into the bone stock class, you know. Uh, and I'm a firm believer. I mean, the the bone stock class is the perfect way uh, to get people involved in this sport. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I look at the different caliber of drivers that. Uh, whether it be young kids, whether it be um, you know a, 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 a small business owner, a yep. small business owner that has never been to the racetrack before, uh, what a better way to get people sucked into this sport? And that's basically what you have to do. You know, you have to get people. Uh, number one, you need to get butts in the grandstands, right? You need to get people there to watch. Well, you got to have cars on the track that's, to get the butts in the grandstands. Ex- exactly. That's exactly but then, what has to happen. Then you need you need to get those butts in the grandstands to experience what it's like on the racetrack. Carson, how did you get your start? So, you know, my whole family's raced. My grandfather, Uncle Alex, my dad, Jim, and then my brother was racing go-karts when I was growing up watching him. So Mm -hmm. I got into the karts, and as we grew up, Hudson got a mini stock. Yeah. And once he was able to move on to a super stock, I kind of got his hand-me-down for my start. Yeah. And then kind of progressed from there hudson would move up then i'd move up and then for a bit there we were both in prolates and then just decided to try something different so now i'm in the super stock hudson was able to get a modified a handful of times this year and running the legend cars so just whole big racing family and fortunate for a lot of really good opportunities yeah and junior like you say that is the most affordable way to do it i didn't know how hudson got or how uh carson got his start in it but mini stock is probably the choice of a lot of different competitors yeah definitely and and you know it's uh you know you look at the the young kids of the sport i think you know for the second generation a class like junior late model or bandolero uh, depending on where you are geographically um is the perfect way to go you know like there's there's so many young kids that get their start uh, but it seems like it, it's a lot of second generation, you know, where where they're getting their start at uh, at uh, you know whether it be you know six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Go karts is another one, right? Go karts is huge, um, and and I feel that the Sauble market up here, uh, where we're from, uh, we missed out completely on the on the go kart 
world. When you look at the go-kart world down south, when you look at it in Hamilton, whether you're Waterloo region, right. uh, over towards Bowmanville, uh, the amount of go-karting that you have in southern Ontario is huge. There's, yeah. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of carts. Yeah, but um, lots of opportunity to race them. Exactly. Right? you yes, got lots of places. so many tracks down yep. there. Yep, yeah, definitely. And, and uh, you know, here, the, the best way, uh, and not just here, but, you know, in this in this territory, uh, the the best way to get involved with junior late models are four cylinders. Yeah, and, and yep, uh, yep. Um, you know when you when you look at the four cylinder class, whether it be mini stock, whether it be uh, bone stock, uh, two very different classes, but uh, uh, very affordable nonetheless, and and uh, uh, a great place to uh, to get that uh, to get that feeling of victory, to get that feeling of competition, to get that feeling of speed. Uh, all of that uh, is relative, and and uh, um, yeah, just a, a neat deal. But Carson, congratulations on that win! It was a ton of fun to watch. Um, I I'm not the type to uh, I'm not the type to criticize ever. Uh, not you, but uh, the broadcast, um, <laughs> it, it, the 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 Rogers guys. I feel that they need to do a little bit of studying on on the class because I don't think that they did it justice on how exciting of a race it actually was. Um, you guys put on a clinic. Um, it was a ton of fun to watch, and uh, I, I absolutely loved seeing you come out with the victory lane or come out with the with the checkered flag, uh, and and stand there in victory lane. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yes, thanks. It was just as fun to be in the car as it was to watch, I must say. <laughs> I and bet. With the announcers, you know, they make it really exciting for new fans, I find. Mm-hmm. You know, with us, we understand everything. We know everybody in the race, every car, sponsor. But they make it exciting for those new fans just to get them interested and hooked on it. Agreed. So they're doing really good with that. But I agree, maybe a little bit more studying would be <laughs> awesome. But... Yeah, it was a really good night at Delaware. Had a blast racing with Lane and everybody, and hopefully we can continue this momentum we have so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's next race for you? When do you pull that 93 Superstock out once again? So we'll be at Flamborough Speedway this Saturday with the Quickwick Superstock Series. Should be a lot of fun. You know, Flamborough, I grew up racing there. Had a lot of fun racing with Lane Zardo in the past, Chase Pinsano. Brad Collison, you know, all guys I grew up watching racing. So mm-hmm. should be a lot of fun racing back uh, at my home track, really, just 30 minutes down the road and looking forward to it. Well, you're going to go get them. I can, uh, I can almost guarantee it. But, man, hold on tight. you got a lot of competition, especially with that quick, quick Firestarter Super Series. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. You're pretty well getting a carbon <laughs> copy every Friday night at Delaware Speedway. But, Carson, good luck. Thanks for jumping on here tonight, and uh, go get them, kiddo. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully I can come on here a couple more times if we're doing things good. <laughs> well, I'm, we're going to save the seat right here, and it's got your name on it. That's uh, Carson Daggy. Watch for him. you got to watch for him each and every time he straps into that 93 car uh, as, uh, as things uh, continue. Uh, this is the heart of the season right now, the mid-season if you want to call it that. This is where these guys really, really hit their stride, and uh, the racing is incredible at your local short track, coast to coast. Get out and check it out. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, Junior Handler, you're going to hear from him right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Trevor Bain, and I'm glad you're listening to Race Time Radio.
from coast to coast, 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 to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. It's coming. Can you feel it? The rush. The gold rush at Flamborough Speedway, Saturday, July 29th. The best of the pro late model drivers from across Ontario and beyond will come to race, but only one will take home the gold rush prize of $10,000. And Race Time Radio will be there to bring you all the excitement live and online. 120 23 green flag laps of excitement plus 40 lap features for the mini stocks and pure stocks each offering 500 to win so get to hamilton on saturday july the 29th for the flamborough speedway gold rush if you can't get to the track join us here at race time radio for all the action gates open at four racing starts at six and so will our broadcast don't miss the gold rush at flamborough speedway hamilton hey everyone this is world series champions lance mccullers jr and carlos correa we're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Taking you all the way to the track and back. 
It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and, of course, on Rev TV Canada. Well, we've got the IWK 250 coming up. In less than a week's time, everything gets fired up starting Wednesday, actually, for practice for uh, the sportsman cars and the legend cars are going to roll in on Wednesday night and practice at Riverside Speedway. Then come Thursday night, the big tailgate party is going to happen. You got the pro stock tour and uh, all the pro late models, including Carson Hosevar. He's going to be in the Cat for Kids car. Um, those guys will get a chance to practice on Thursday night, and then everything fires off Friday night with the Henry's, uh, the Napa Henry's Auto Pro 100. Uh, that will go green along with the Legend Car Series on Friday night, and then of course on Saturday night it is the IWK 250. And I'll tell you what, the uh, emails and the communications that were going out throughout the course of the week are saying that this is going to be the best car count that we've had for the IWK 250 in years, in literally years. Uh, you've got cars coming from Ontario. You've got cars coming from all over the Maritimes. And uh, I wouldn't doubt we're going to see some of the guys out of the U.S. pop across the border uh, and jump into what will be a $20,000 payday for the IWK 250. Uh, and this race pays real good all the way back. And uh, everyone wants to get their name on the John W. Chisholm Memorial Cup. Uh, and the IWK is just uh, one of those uh, great Canadian races. I know I've been calling it forever. Canada's ultimate short track race, and I do that for good reason. Uh, it is truly, simply amazing to see this show. So if you're anywhere close to Andy Ganesh, Nova Scotia, this coming weekend, you must, you must stop by the Speedway and check this place out. Um, it, real cool. It, you never know who's going to show up. I can tell you now that the legend himself, Junior Handley, that was uh, born out that way, is going to be at the IWK 250 this year. He's got a couple of cars, a couple of bullets in the chamber, if you will. Uh, and Junior Hanley is going to be with us at the IWK. Uh, I got a chance to speak with him just last night at Sunset Speedway. I want to play that interview for you right now. Um, I, I'm sure everyone loves Junior. Uh, here's what we had a chance to speak of just last night. So with Junior Handley now, of course, it's the Handley 72 tonight in honor of this guy, the legend himself. Junior, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, doing fantastic. Nice seeing you here. Man, it rains and then, you know, it dries up a bit. He's sending these teams for fits, I bet. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad right here now. and I don't know if they're going to get the race in or not. You would have had quite a few nights like this over your career. Can uh, any of them pop out, Junior, to where it was on, off, on, off, and then it turned on and you went to victory lane? I know you did that a number of times in your career. Yeah, some of the times it would rain and then we'd wait a while and get back going. But a lot of times if it rained hard, they couldn't ever get the track dry. Amazing. I know, Junior, I've known you for quite a few years, and uh, you're a pretty humble guy. What do you think of this tonight? Uh, it's it's probably kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, pretty honored to 
for them to do this for me, and uh, I sort of help them out any way I can. And uh, I usually come here probably if they have ten races, I come to nine. Yeah, I've seen you here pretty well every time I've been here. But, Junior, that's you. You've been giving back to this sport a long time. Since you, you got out of the race car, you've never really slowed down other than the driving duty, right? Yeah, I just, I'm just i usually busy pretty well every day. And, uh, like, this week I've been here like four days and uh, probably I need to come back Monday again So before the guys go down east. Yeah, that's going to be huge, too, right? We're going to be uh, heading for the IWK 250, a race that wasn't titled IWK 250, but, man, you've won the Riverside 250 twice out there. Uh, fond memories of that speedway? Yeah. Uh, back when we used to race in Halifax, uh, John built that racetrack, and the first time we went there, it was brand new, and we got rained out, and we had to go back the second week, and uh, it's been really nice back then and now it's nice we had i haven't been there but everybody tells me it's really nice well you're gonna get a chance this coming weekend the iwk 250 you don't want to miss it uh junior where is hometown for you when we're talking east coast where were you uh born and raised down there i was born in uh, nova scotia in uh, malaga mines it's uh the other side of uh liverpool and uh bridgewater uh, incredible. Love the area. I've been going out there for years, calling the races, and uh, a lot of good people, a lot of good times out there. Is that where you started your racing career, was out in Halifax or, like, in Nova Scotia? Yeah, uh, they had a dirt track uh, up in uh, Shelburne River, and we used to race up there on the dirt. Then I moved to Halifax and had some dump trucks, and uh, we got a race car down there and started racing down there. Pretty amazing. Do you get out east much? Have you been out there to visit family? I imagine you still got family out that way. Yeah, I still got a sister and a brother and some cousins out there. And I haven't seen them since my mom died, but I'm going down next week, so I hope to see them. Yeah, good stuff. Now you got a couple of cars that you have actually produced, and I wouldn't doubt you got your finger in quite a few of them out there. I know George Koskulix, and I know he loves talking to you. How many cars have you got, like, you got... Definitely the two guys from Ontario, Dwayne Baker and uh, uh, Rick Spencer-Walt. But have you got influence out there on other ones that you're going to be working on? No, I just, me and George talks all the time. Uh, I mean, uh, John Chisholm was a really good friend of mine. If it wasn't for John Chisholm, I probably wouldn't have never come to Ontario. Uh, I, come, he, I went to Alabama one time and got him a car from Bobby Allison's. And uh, then he wanted to come up here to Cayuga one time. And he wanted me to come with the car. And I stayed up here for a month and kept the car for him. And he flew up on the weekends and drove it. And then the next year I come back up here. So if it wasn't for John, I probably would have never come to Ontario. Isn't that amazing? You know, and a few years ago, out there doing the IWK and the different races that we did, uh, Donald Chisholm, uh, John's son, of course, uh, had the retro paint scheme that his dad used to run. Yeah, John John had a car. He bought a car from Holman and Moody a long time ago when we used to race down there. And uh, then he geared it up for a road course car. And he went to Daytona, and they wouldn't let him race because uh, he couldn't pass the eye inspection. So I, got, I knew Bobby Allison at the time, so Bobby drove the car and won the race. And Bobby wouldn't give him the car back, so... Bobby built him a Chevelle for in place of it, so that was about what we did. Isn't that amazing? You're that there's, there would be a million stories inside you, uh, I can well imagine. This sport has changed a lot. I know it has 
Uh, what's it like in your eyes as a guy that would go out and win races here in Canada or down south? What's it like today? Well, it, it completely changed. Uh, like one time you build your own car and sort of build your own motors and stuff and go race, and now everybody just buys everything, and uh, nobody works on their stuff anymore. They get hired people to work on their stuff, and it's changed a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, amazing and uh, for the better for the most part do you think yeah it's it, i guess it's better but you know the guys that race now got to have somebody to sponsor them or, or somebody that has a lot of money families have well i'll tell you what you my friend have uh wowed a lot of people in canada and in the u.s um i know i've been watching you forever and uh it's just amazing and i know everyone in this country is so proud of junior handling and what you stood for and what you've done in this sport. Uh, I know fans right across this country go nuts every time, any time we mention junior handling. Uh, they, they're, they're you still got a huge fan base out there, bud. Yeah, I got a lot of fans, and uh, I really appreciate them, and uh, I hope they keep watching anyway. Uh, they're going to. Hey, uh, just while I think of it, I was talking with Kenny Wallace yesterday, and I said, hey, Kenny, I'm going to go and see the Junior 72 at Sunset Speedway. He said, Joe, do me a favor and tell Junior I send my best. I love that man. Yeah, me and Kenny's really good friends, and Rusty and all them guys down there, Schrader and all of them, Bill Elliott, and we, we had a lot of good times together. You want to believe it. we got more to come, the IWK250, and, of course, we got to find out yet who's going to win the Junior Hanley 72 here at Sunset. Uh, I know you're working on some cars here, Who's caught your eye so far? And I know we haven't seen much. Well, they got a lot of good cars here tonight, and uh, uh, Rick is uh, really good at this racetrack, so I hope he does win. That's going to be awesome, Junior. Can't thank you enough for the time. Look forward to seeing you out there in Halifax, out in Antigonish, Nova Scotia, and your old stomping ground. One more story i got to share with you, and I know you'll get a chuckle out of this. First time Sue and I go out to the East Coast, we fly in, and the tour, uh, the Maritime Pro Stock Tour said, Joe, we're going to send a car to pick you up at the airport. I felt pretty special at that point. And who was it that picked us up in the pace car, I might add, was Jim Hallahan. I had never met Jimmy Hallahan until that day. And uh, I spent a lot of time with Jim Hallahan now over the years. He told me a story that, the reason why Junior Handley moved to Ontario was because Jim Hallahan had moved here because he wanted to get you. And uh, no, he moved out there to get you, and you, you were scared of him, so you moved to Ontario. Uh, is that true? Well, it wasn't really Jimmy Hallahan the reason I moved to Ontario. I used to race down there a lot. And Terry Clattenburg used to drive the car that Hallahan got to drive, and me and Clattenburg used to get in it all the time, so. I figured I'd either better leave or I'd be in jail to kill him. <laughs> Incredible. I know Jim Hallahan absolutely loved you, and uh, he's missed. I know he is. Uh, he was a good cat, but, hey, we're going to make some more memories tonight. We're going to make some more next weekend and all the way through the season. You're a frequent here at Sunset, but you're also at Flamborough. Uh, the gold rush is coming up. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be up there. I hope to have a couple cars I'm helping up there, so I hope one of them wins. No sign of you slowing down at all. Thanks, Junior, for everything, the time on race time, and uh, thanks for everything that you've done 
from all of us here in Canada. You are truly the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Ben. Uh, thank you very much. I'll talk yes. to you later. Junior Henley. You, they don't make him any better than this guy right here. No, they don't. Junior is second to none, really. Uh, great guy. If you ever get an opportunity and you're going to, this coming weekend at the IWK 250, if you're around, uh, have a look for Junior Handley. Uh, he he is a very, very humble man. Uh, he would really appreciate it. I know he would. Stop up, see him, say hi to him, and meet the legend yourself. He is uh, just a cool customer and always a good friend of Race Time Radio. He's a ball. He is, for sure. And, uh, you know, it would be so cool um, to he, he is such a big name. He's one of those cult classics, right? He's he's uh, he's even bigger than a cult classic because he he he, he has got the numbers to back it up. Um, you know, I would love to see like a a professional documentary done on him yeah. or or even like uh, you know a, a you know one of those docu movies um, you know that you see on like a guy like Dale Earnhardt or or one of those that that go back and and document um, you know some of the stories and some of the the storylines that involve uh, what Junior Hanley has accomplished in the sport uh, what he's been able to innovate in the sport um, you know it would be so neat to see. Um, you know, all kind of broke down from from the start of his racing career to the end. Um, it, I think that it would be a hugely watched series. It would. There, there's so much more than just on track racing to Junior Hanley, right? There's storylines like, um, you know, Gary Ballou. He he's a guy that that uh, you know had a huge name in the sport, but was a massive drug runner and and you know he was a he was a a guy that was a smuggler and and you know he would only drive a junior Hanley car you know yeah. so yeah, yeah. now junior Hanley has nothing to do with the 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 other stuff the other yeah but but you know he was involved with so many guys um like the Bobby Allisons like the um you know the the Richard Petties and oh Bill Elliott they all knew him and he either raced against them or provided cars provided R&D support um but didn't ever cross that threshold uh to becoming the national superstar in the NASCAR series you know he Junior Hanley could have if it was he just could've. based on talent alone, and, absolutely, and he could have went NASCAR racing at the drop of a hat, uh, probably a million different times, and and he didn't for the love of short track racing. That's where Junior Hanley lived, and uh, you know for the amount of people that are out there that that know the name Junior Hanley, I think that that there's probably a hundred stories that they don't know about him. No, and, a thousand uh, stories. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I would love to see that. And, and I think that the sport, you know, if anybody's out there listening that, that does that sort of thing, um, let's talk. Because I, I think that uh, mm -hmm. it would be really cool to get off the ground. Even a book, you know, even a yep. book that documented everything to do with, with Junior Hanley. And I think it would be such a cool thing. And... Uh, I think Junior would hate it, number one, because <laughs> he hates being in the limelight. Know. I don't he, he does. He doesn't like being in the limelight. <laughs> yeah. He's a very humble person. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, the, the um, appreciation that he had yep. uh, on camera and off camera last night when I spoke with him. Now, I know Junior fairly well. Yep. And uh, he's comfortable around me. Yep. And I, too, with him. 
uh, and he is. Uh, I bet you now, at this stage of life, Junior Hanley would probably really appreciate it and be able to share so many cool stories. Um, I know I've seen the one uh, Lost Speedways that Dale Jr. was doing, yeah. and one of them, uh, Junior Hanley, was mentioned in. Yep. And I thought, oh, man, they're going to go down that road. I was really, really keyed in, and then it didn't. Uh, they were talking more about the Speedway than the competitors that were on the Speedway. Uh, but it was cool that he was mentioned within that. Yeah. Um, he's just a cool guy. You can catch him this coming weekend at the IWK 250. We're going to hit our final break of the show off to BC. You're going to meet, on the other side of the break, you're going to meet a family that uh, absolutely loves short track racing and is involved from top to bottom. You'll see exactly what I mean when we come back. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Everybody, this is Tom Walters, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. Set. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, one and all, here to Race Time Radio. Hey, I gotta say, uh, the Super Late Model Series, that new Super Late Model Series out in the Maritimes, it did go green to make up the rain out uh, that they experienced earlier in the season. They went green at Petty International Raceway just last night. Got to put it out to Corey Hall. Went to victory lane at Petty. Uh, great run. It is Dylan Gosby that still has the points lead in that series. Uh, and, man, are they getting a car count. They're getting tons coming out and uh, experience the new series. Uh, Brent Roy, I was uh, texting back and forth with him, and he said, man, what a show. Uh, and awesome, awesome to see, awesome to hear, and uh, we will have more. We would have had Corey on tonight, uh, but he is actually crew chiefing uh, another guy at uh, Oxford Plains Speedway as we speak. So they're on track. Can't get them when they're on track and they're live. So uh, good on Corey. We will have him on the show at some point here, and we'll catch up with him. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't doubt we'll see Corey and uh, the whole pile of them all at the IWK 250. We're looking forward to absolutely all of it this coming weekend. Tickets are on sale, I might add, for the IWK 250. They're all on sale live. Uh, so go ahead and pick them up, and we will catch all of you. At the IWK, uh, Jerry Paxton, myself, Brad Mann, Tim Terry, along with Dylan, uh, Dylan Langell, uh, he will also be there. So we'll have a full broadcast for you. If you want to watch the race, you can do that at Tim's, uh, Tim's Corner TV. Uh, that's where you can count on live visual coverage. Key into Tim's. Uh, but if you would like to listen, of course, you'll be able to listen to the whole weekend all live on racetimeradio.com, as you have for the last 12 years. We got it for you once again this year. But I digress, and I can see the whole Mears team in front of me. And uh, luckily for us, we got them all. Look at the beautiful lineup of cars. Corey, how are you tonight? How's the whole family? You guys all look beautiful. I'm doing much better now that we got this thing working. It was pretty stressful, I must say. More stressful than qualifying. <laughs> Incredible, bud. Uh, hey, uh, it looks like a beautiful day out there in BC. Uh, did you guys Always. have a good weekend? Did you go racing? or uh, what? Were you, was this an off weekend? It was an off weekend for us. We spent the weekend at the lake. It was a nice downtime for us, for sure. Yeah, you guys had a busy weekend just last weekend at Saratoga Speedway. Double night. Uh, you yourself come away with two top ten finishes. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great weekend. It was so busy for us. And my best finishes in a, in, a, in the Black, Battle of Black Creek race, for sure, with a 
a sixth place the first night and fifth second night. So it was it was a great weekend for us. Pretty amazing. And the crew that you've got, well, not only crew, I guess you guys, uh, for, for this minute, uh, their crew, the next minute, your crew, and uh, you go to the next driver. What do you say you introduce us to the family, uh, starting with your daughter, by the look of uh, who's to your right? <laughs> this is my daughter, Sarah Plisky. Hi. She drives a mini stock. Uh, so her next to her is my son, Bailey. He used to drive the mini stock. He's more of a crew guy now. He's driven the stock car as well. Right. And on the end, it's our youngest, uh, Bailey, or Brody, sorry, <laughs> who drives the street stock. Right on, right on. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're all interested in hearing from Ollie. Sarah, let's start with you. Uh, all <laughs> the car numbers are the same on Team Mirrors, right? Everybody's 72. They are. They're all 72. It's the year Corey was born, so we have to keep it consistent. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Junior Hanley would be some happy right now. Uh, he'll be watching this, I can guarantee you. He'll say, hey, those guys on BC chose the right number. Sarah, how's the season been for you so far? When did you get started, and uh, when did you uh, start your racing career? Oh, it's been really good. It's definitely, uh, it's been a learning curve. I started uh, last September, the beginning of September. I was in a Hornet um, for my first race. And then this past weekend was my first time in the mini stock. Um, it's been a lot of fun, though. I did two Enduros this year in the Hornet, and that was that was by far a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, incredible. That's awesome. Now, I know it was all kind of depressing for all of you, as it was a lot of race fans and a lot of other competitors when Western Shore Speedway went off the map, which uh, they ended last year with the Canadian or Canada 200. And then, of course, the Speedway went dark. That was home track for you guys. Uh, but yeah, you're making the best of it. How many tracks here have you got to now? I've been to Saratoga and Western Speedway, so only two so far, but I don't know, maybe we'll expand that one day. <laughs> well, so, so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, dot, 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 right? Uh, and, you know, as long as the hauler can uh, fit all he is on there to go to a racetrack, uh, you, you can't get much better than that. Uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, okay, Bailey, you're up. Uh, how about you? Give us well, your, started, uh, yeah, when did you start with go-karts at Western. Uh, I was probably, what, six? Yep, nice. six. Started when I was about six and raced go-karts until I was what, 12, I think. Yeah. Well, then I raced the Hornet for about a year, and then I moved into the mini stock, drove the mini stock for a while, and then we got the stock car three years ago? 2022. Was it? The, okay, <laughs> not that long ago then. I raced the stock car for a bit, and then I wanted to go back to the mini stock, so I went back to the mini stock for the last year at Western Speedway. And uh, that was the last time I raced. I've never raced Saratoga before, just Western. So hopefully sometime. But uh, this year I was too busy with school and stuff, so I decided to be a crew guy. And I like doing that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you got to have good crew. I'll tell you, if you don't have good crew, it's kind of hard to get a victory, even if you're a star driver. It all comes Somebody back to, to the, the setup. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When it when it comes time for crew um, and, and, and you know, when it comes time for being a crew member, I've had I've had people ask me before, well, why don't you drive? Why, why do you choose to be on so many crews? And, and why do you choose to do? You get the same feeling if your driver wins and you're a crew person. Person. Uh, whether you're a tire person, whether you're a crew chief, whether you're a spotter, uh, whatever you might be on the crew, you get the same feeling that that guy does winning. And I know I've, I've, I've driven and won races before, and I've, I've 
you know, been a spotter and won races before, you get the same feeling that that driver gets when you win, right? When you're a part of that team. Um, and, and what a better guy to ask, you know, when you got three of your family members around you that are drivers, uh, you get that same feeling when they win, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I would say it is just as exciting. It's totally. you know, it's it's when when the when the the good moments hit, it's it's just as good, and and when the bad moments hit, it's just as bad, right? It's it's uh, you're all part of a team, and and uh, uh, I must say, and I, I've made it very clear to Corey, uh, I haven't made it clear to to you three kids yet, uh, but the CRX is the coolest car that you guys have. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I bet I've shown that I picture. You saying that last time. <laughs> I, I bet I've shown that picture to fifty people. Yeah. You know that. Uh, look at this car. This is the perfect. I would love to see you know a field of twenty four of those on the racetrack. They're just so cool. You guys have done such a good job. Obviously, everything looks great. Uh, your late model is beautiful as well, and same with the super stock. But uh, uh, if 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 I have to award a best appearing uh, or coolest appearing, definitely one hundred percent the CRX. Ah, there you go. That's kind of cool. That'd be Sarah's car, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I totally agree with the crew, the crew comment because, you know, I build and work on all these cars and I get as much or more satisfaction seeing these kids be successful in the cars as me behind the wheel of the car easily. Well, when Brody nails the setup or Bailey nails the setup and, uh, and think things go really good, it's uh, a real family team win. And that's, uh, that, that's kind of cool. Brody, how about you, man? Uh, you're just uh, getting your start now, are you? I started racing go-karts when I was five years old, and then I moved on, or I did that for a while, learned a lot through that, and then I moved to Hornet Cards when I was about 10 or 11, and then I moved on to many stocks of CRX, and then um, Street Stock, which I drive now, which has been awesome. Yeah. Now, the Street Stock, you've got another beautiful-looking machine. Uh, it, it, with you starting out in go-kart, now you're into a fendered car. Uh, can you see a day where you're going to say, okay, Dad, I want to go open-wheel racing and have a look at, you know, maybe Rob Layton's uh, uh, Sprint Car Series? Does that sort of tickle your fancy, or do you like the fendered stuff? I, I think I want to stay with fenders. Like, I want to drive a late model eventually, and that's what I'm trying to work towards. No, that's good. That's good. Set the goals and go after it, and you got to do it. you got to start, and you got to, you know, polish that craft in uh, stuff with fenders. Uh, it, yeah. it's it's funny right Corey? you've experienced it there's guys yeah. that are you know bound and destined to go open wheel racing and they really don't you know they don't get fendered cars and then there's the opposite side of the spectrum where i don't want an open wheel car i like having fenders for sure yeah, yeah i mean and a lot of guys comment on the late models and you know there's all kinds of nicknames for them but I think in the end, everyone wants to drive a late model. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want to touch on something you said there about Rob Layton and give a shout out to my cousin, Mike Mears, who won the sprint car race last night at Saratoga in Rob Layton's car. Oh, good. Nice. Good. Keeping it in the family. Did it have a Absolutely. blue 72 on it, too? Sorry? Did it have a blue 72 on it, too? No, I think Rob Rob chooses colors on that. It's a black and yellow number eleven. I do. I I bet I know the color of the of the go kart and the Hornet though. <laughs> the Hornet was blue. The Hornet was the first blue mirrors car for sure. Nice, really. Nice. Now, what is that blue? Kind of looks like petty blue, if you ask me. What is that blue? It's Mears Blue. It's Mears Blue. Yeah, there you go. Well, I know Matt Crafton has got his. You know the color of his truck. 
That yeah. is a, a, a color that, uh, you know, that, that Menards has got. That's their color. And it was actually a specific color. I tell you what, that blue that the 72 has got, uh, very uniform. It must take you a while to prep all these cars in the off season. Does it ever? Does it ever? I mean, I, again, I have to mention my wife, Natalie. She is so patient, and she, she's our logistics for our team. She's not on here today, but she uh, she's a huge part of this team and very understanding of all of us and the time it takes to do this as a family. Pretty amazing. What's the schedule look like? We're going to go with you, Brody. What's your schedule? When's your next race? Uh, I think my next race is in a month or so in August, so that's... Uh, not like special event, but a normal sort of Saratoga event, street stocks and mini stocks, I think. Nice. Then later on this season, I'll be racing at the Canty 100 weekend. Not in the Canty 100, but in street stocks still. I think 75 laps. So do you do a lot of racing and sim racing to uh, sort of to stay sharp when you've got weeks between races? Do you try and do anything to stay sharp? Or you're a young guy. You'd probably stay sharp as a tack anyway. I, I do lots of eye racing. It's I think it's a great way to keep in shape, like for driving skills and to learn new stuff. I just think it's great. Yeah, awesome stuff. Bailey, how about you? What's going next? When is your next race? Oh well, whenever I get back in a car, I guess. <laughs> but I'll be at all the races to support them. So yeah, whenever whenever any of them is racing next, that's when I'll be there. CRX but, Sarah, uh, how about you, baby? I think we'll be there the Canada 200 weekend. I'll be there with Brody, so we'll be in that together. And then obviously we'll be supporting Corey and his big 200 lap race that weekend as well. So can't wait for that. I'll be there soon enough, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Corey, you did not bad in it last year, right? You didn't have a bad show last year. Uh, I- I'm trying to remember back. There was. Uh... I don't want to remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was one of those nights. I-, I couldn't remember whether the 72 car was in that top 10 or not. I remember you being on the racetrack. Yeah, I-, I did finish the race, but I think it was around lap 55, 58. I had a pretty bad wreck and. Uh... You know, as you know, people just come from everywhere and help you, and they got the car back together, and I got back out there, and I finished the race. I think I was 13th or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, I've that's, had better finishes. That's not bad. There was, like, 36 cars that took the yeah. green flag. And I'll tell you what, that was probably one of the only races that I can remember in mind where guys didn't give up. They really wanted to get every single lap they could because it was the last race ever at that speedway. Nobody was given up that night. No, it was definitely an emotional race. And all as things were winding down in the season there, it was getting more and more emotional for everybody. It's a, it's a huge part of all of our lives. It's how people come together. It's how we all meet and, and get lifelong friendships. There were a lot of tears that night, I remember. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. No doubt. No doubt, for sure. Um, uh, you guys, I guess this is kind of a collective question. So whoever wants to answer it can can, can jump in. Um but when you look at, at your schedule, right, uh, a month out for, for the next race or, or, you know, a handful of weeks out uh, and then a handful of weeks out from there for, for the next race. Um, when you look at a schedule here in Ontario for whether it be a super stock, whether it be a four cylinder, whether it be a late model, um, there's racing every single weekend. Um, you could pick and choose between two racetracks, usually a Friday and a Saturday night if you wanted to. Um, now, not to say that anybody does that, but but. 
you know, a, a regular season here in Ontario is is typically between 12 and 18 races per se, right? Whether you're going to do a tour, whether you're going to do home track or a mix thereof. So 18 would kind of be the, the, the high water mark. I know some guys are going to do 20, 22 races by the yeah. end of the year. But what does your overall schedule look like? Uh, and, and with the smaller amount of races, does it keep you guys hungrier um, longer because you've got that waiting period between the races? And is that part of the health of the, the Western Series, uh, having less races um, but, but a little bit more distance between? Does it keep that hunger alive and, and you know, really fuel that car count? The hunger's always there. I mean, I think for us as a family, it's more survival than anything. I mean, it, it's so much work to maintain these cars. And, you know, what you're looking at it, plus, you know, the Carlson brothers help us out and stuff, but it's a lot of work. So the few races we do have, um, it's, it's more manageable. But when the boys were just running the CRX and that was our only car, we'd run 11, 12 races in a season, and, and that was easy to do. But fielding this many cars, it's, it's a lot. So Absolutely. I'm thankful there's few races down. <laughs> and where is home? For, where is home? Are you guys on Victoria Island? Is that home? Yeah, yeah, we're about we're about ten minutes from the Victoria Airport and, and uh yeah, we're on about the southern tip of Vancouver Island. I work for the city of Victoria. Oh, perfect. Now, uh, 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 I was wondering, I didn't know whether you were on the mainland and fairly close or whether you were actually on the island. So uh, to go to Gold Pan Speedway or Penticton or uh, Agassiz, any of those cool speedways out in B.C., it would be a real trip. It definitely is. It's the ferry ride, which is a huge cost, of course. I mean, some of the tracks offer the tow money, so that usually covers it, but... It, it's a minimum five-hour drive after the ferry to get to them, some of these tracks. How about social media? There's going to be fans, I'll tell you. And your story is somewhat unique, but there is a common thread. There's a lot of families involved in our sport, coast to coast. I've not quite seen one as big as your unit, uh, uh, the Mears team. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's inspiring, and uh, it's a thing of beauty for a guy like me, and I know a lot of race fans across the country. How would they get in touch with you? How can they support Team Mears? We have, I mean, we all have individual Facebook and Instagram accounts, but we do have a Mears Racing Facebook page, so Mears Racing on Facebook is how you can find us and keep, keep uh, up to date on what we're doing. Sponsorship-wise, does the sponsorship on the 72 late model represent the same on Sarah's CRX, Brody's, or Bailey's car? Like, is it common all the way across? Buy one, you get them all, or are they all different? It's a package deal. <laughs> that, that was our goal last year going into the final season of Western was to make these cars all the same. The sponsorships are all the same. So, yes, it's it's benefit for each or whoever sponsors us because – you know, like last weekend, there was four classes racing. Well, we represented three of those classes. So every race, pretty much, there's a Mears car on the track, and those sponsorships are, are being recognized. Amazing. Great job. Okay, Sarah, this one's going to be on you. Let's list those sponsors, shall we? All the supporters, because I know they need a ton. <laughs> there's Powerhouse, Hatter King, um, Island Power Coating, um wings <laughs> rondex i'm getting some help right now <laughs> that's good bumper to bumper shockwave um is there any other ones mom two speed and of course my lovely mother 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You did really good. I'll tell you, I've interviewed a lot of race teams, and I sometimes put them on the spot like that. And unless they got that race car to look at, uh, it, there's so many supporters that it's kind of tough when you put somebody on the spot. But uh, Sarah, you did good. Brody, amazing <laughs> job. Bailey, way to go. And uh, Corey, man, have you got your hands full, buddy? That's for sure. Yeah, well, it's going to be cool. The next run, then, a couple of weeks, and you'll be back out to Saratoga Speedway, right? Yeah, that beautiful facility up there. The Leightons have done such an amazing job with that track. We just we love going up there. Well, good luck to all of you. I know we'll get you back on Race Time Radio, hopefully as a collective package again. Maybe we can do that in the fall, look back on the season, and we'll really grill you on those finishes. Absolutely. We look forward to it. We'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. And we can't thank you enough for the time. Uh, go get them. Uh, it, it's simply amazing to see what you guys are doing. It's inspiring. And uh, go get them. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Uh, the Mears family, Joe, the Mears team. Look at them. What a what a job. Some race teams buy their, their paint by the can. Some some race teams buy their paint by by the jug. Yeah, they buy it by the uh, I, I think by the like the tote. Yeah, you know the twelve hundred liter tote and wax by the look of Absolutely. it. Look at these cars; they are yeah. showroom condition. Yeah, they they definitely uh, represent very well. And and uh, man, it, it's one of those race teams. You know, you, you look at uh, family race teams here in Ontario. There's there's a handful of them, right? And mm-hmm. you look you look out on the east coast. There's a handful of them. Um, it's, uh, it's so cool when a family comes together like that. It's, uh, it's a true family activity. Um, you know, you can tell they all, they all love it <laughs> yeah. and, uh, they're, they're having a gas with it. And, uh, um, you know, I've, I've got to talk to Corey quite a bit over the last little while and, and, uh, um, just a, a great cat and, and, uh, a great, uh, group of kids there as well and and uh yeah no i i really want to see them uh i really want to see them race out there on the on the west coast yeah they're doing it right awesome to see well that's gonna do it for us tonight on race time radio gotta thank you all for tuning in coast to coast check these guys out check them all out contact each one of your teams uh you got one that you're rooting for get on them and uh make sure you get out to your local short track and support it now is the time. Tis the season, we'll say. We've got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, we've got to thank Scott and Tim and everybody back in Toronto. Uh, uh, Steel back in the U.S., all of you. Uh, got to thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you on Friday, Saturday, all live at Riverside International Speedway. The famed IWK250 will all be live on Race Time Radio you got to be there. If you can't, tune into race time. You won't miss a lap. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.